Brian Parker here. Um, I just got out of court. You usually don't see me in a suit, but a good friend of mine, Steve Lado, who is a prolific uh, creator, I think he's got like a million subscribers on his terrific YouTube channel, uh, he urgently texted me and called me and said, Parker, you got to see his opinion. The funny thing is, I just did a video yesterday, dropped last night, on Portfolio Recovery Associates. And I tried to show you, and I think I did a pretty good job, how to answer one of these lawsuits. And what I did is, I, I keep trying to get better for you. So I've got a couple of PRA um, videos. But this one, I literally took piece by piece their arguments, their bill of sale, their affidavits, broke them down and showed you how to, with three tips, how to break it down, tear it apart, and then put it in a counter affidavit. After that drop, Steve Lato called me. He said, Parker, you got to see his opinion. The opinion just came down yesterday. It says February 20th, 224. It's called Green versus Portfolio Recovery Associates. That's the thing I did yesterday, 2024. And it is a case, and check this out. The majority of my subscribers, viewers, YouTube, my membership site, are pro per individuals, people representing themselves without an attorney. I have a lot of attorneys that check my stuff out to help themselves in different states or just to do a better job. Uh, but the majority of my members, customers, clients, friends are self-represented. This landmark case out of Virginia that depends on every state in the nation regarding assignments is from Virginia and is based upon the efforts of a Maisie Green who on her own <laughs> took apart portfolio recovery. But the cool thing about this case, again, it's Green versus Portfolio Recovery Associates. I'll put it on my membership website. The cool thing about it is she had some really heavy hitter attorneys going against her. Uh, in this appeal and what she did is she appealed an opinion a trial court opinion against her she had this lawsuit uh, against her where PRI is saying hey you owe us all this money it's for this reason it's a I think it was CIT online bank which I think is web bank synchrony got involved there's all these different entities the claim to have owned the debt. You always see me go, all these different entities that go through all this assignment and bill of sales. And now PRA is claiming we own the debt and you owe us, you know, up to 10 grand. So first thing she did is, what did I just do videos last week on? She sought validation and said, cease and desist until you prove you own the debt. They did not do that. So she went to court and said, this company, PRA, does not have standing. If they did, they would have answered my, valid, my simple legal reasonable request to just validate that say I prove it. Um, in this case, it was a web bank debt. I'm reading from my notes because this is very valuable. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take the opinion and just read some parts that you will find fit into your defense, not only against PRA, because most of the cases the court used 
were not PRA cases, even though they're from Wisconsin or Ohio. But they center on two things. Standing. You know I've, it's all about standing, baby. Assignments equal standing. No assignments, no standing. You've heard me fluff through, say, standing, standing, standing. It's all about standing. It's all about the assignments, baby. Well, the court, in its opinion, screamed it's all about the assignments. And she argued that PRA did not have standing to sue her because they did not prove they owned the debt. That's my mantra. Use their paperwork to show they don't own the debt. And they looked through the paperwork, the court did, the original court, and there was everything that I have counseled you on to review. The bill of sale from WebBank, the bill of sale from CIT, the bill of sale from Synchrony Bank, a declaration of a custodian of records, an affidavit that, again, remember, is always attached to the collection lawsuit from PRA, a two-column spreadsheet. This is a common thing that debt buyers do. They add a spreadsheet and say, see, we own it. Again, I've done cases where I've taken those. I've done one case. I did this funny. I changed my client's name to Mickey Mouse and somehow got it in the record, maybe. And it showed up. And then I get to point to the court. Before you rule against me, this is Mickey Mouse. And my point is, anybody can create a spreadsheet. These companies claim it's gospel, it, but it isn't an assignment. To have standing, one of the holdings of this court, this great opinion was, you gotta have standing assignments with every title change. You must have a specific title. Every lawsuit defense I've given you, and there's tons of them, see in the ceiling again, all the collection lawsuit stuff, and how to answer, how to defend. Always say, tear apart their stuff. They gotta have standing, they gotta show an assignment, a specific assignment between whoever's claiming you contracted with and the new owner. Your name and account number must flow for, through. Judges fight with me all the time. They go, well, your client owes the debt. What's the problem? But it, this company doesn't own it. That's my common argument. So. This opinion basically read my mind and took all my intellectual property and the court went her way at the Court of Appeals, said, Miss Green, you're right. They don't have standing. There was nothing at trial. There was even an, a PRA custodian of records that came in and they're supposed to be helping PRA who admitted at the trial, <laughs> I just can't believe this, he admitted at trial, it was Mr. Stacy, I believe the person. Lucinda Stacy testified that none of the bills of sale listed Green's name or account number. Think about that. The specific, as I just said, debt of Miss Green is not in the records they say proves they own it. Stacy further testified that the data sheet, that's that weird sheet that anybody can write, listing an account number ending in 7068 included with the bill of particulars lacked the creditor's name, which is any one of the owners, and was created at or near the time that accounts were sold to PRA. It has to be created each time there's an assignment, each time there's a bill of sale. She also, Stacy, this is PRA's affidavit, testified that the account number on the PayPal credit billing statement ended in 8616, 
when Miss Green's account number is 7068, and Stacy agreed those weren't the same. And the court said overall Stacy did not provide any information was Green was the debtor or articulate why PRA was suing Maisie Green. That means their own custodian of records, PRA, Miss Lucinda Stacy, is saying PRA does not have standing. But somehow, and this is what's maddening to me, this is the maddening part of my job. The court said, nah, she owes it. She owes the debt to this company that their own. This is what happens. If you aren't forceful enough and follow my videos and what's my number one? Have a counter affidavit. You're going to get crushed by a judges are like next, next. She had to go appeal to more intellectually aware people. And that's what I have to do. But you've got to, if you're going to lose, you've got to make a record. So that's what she did. She actually, and I always counsel when you go through this process, be prepared for the summary judgment. When you go to a pretrial, you'll hear the other side go, when's the summary motion, Your Honor? She, Miss Green, on her own, went after them and filed a summary judgment saying there's no standing. Even the account number is wrong. What are we talking? Why am I here? And she also said, I asked for validation for them to prove the debt. They did not do that. So she claimed she was entitled to a judgment as a matter of law. Somehow the circuit court said, no, we think you owe it. And uh, found against her for $8,900. So she appealed. The maddening part of my job, that even the court recognized that the account numbers were wrong and different. With all the information that PRA's, PRA's own witness testified on showing no connection to the documents and account numbers, Somehow, Miss Green lost. So, here's the big take on this case in the important ruling. Green has shown, the court said, that PRA failed to prove it owned the debt she owed. She lacked a personal stake in the outcome and thus luck standing. And this renders PRA's suit against her a legal nullity. The court said, we hold that the assign, and I'm quoting a case, and uh, that she argued, which is Katcha versus Campbell. And I'll put it in my show notes for you. And the court believed that the PRA did not have standing after all the evidence was in. We hold that the assignment of rights alleged here create a standing issue, which somehow the trial court did not see a problem with. We hold, this is the Court of Appeals, that PRA had no legally cognizable interest in the alleged controversy. In other words, who owes the debt and who legally can collect the debt must be stated clearly in the document, documentary evidence. Meaning, in a nutshell, everything I argue, this is why I'd say tear it apart, look at what they got, use the counter affidavit. If it has been assigned Miss Green's actual account number, her name and her debt must follow each assignment. There's no ambiguity there. There's no exception. If they don't have that, then her debt wasn't passed over. It doesn't mean she, she doesn't owe the debt. The person suing her doesn't own the debt. It's an important distinction. As the court said, who owes the debt, who legally can let the debt, must be stated clearly in the documentary evidence. 
I argue these cases every day. Most of them don't get to court because the other side realizes they don't have it. It's a cost of doing business. So for every 10 cases, if I show up on one, they'll make a ton of money on the nine. So they generally settle. Once in a while, I'll get someone bust my chops, not just once in a while. The court held there was no evidence that Green's account number traced back from PRA to CIT. That's why PRA never validated the debt. Both affiants in the trial said nothing. The, uh, the appeal court said, <clears throat> we don't see how the trial court saw anything. Even their own PRA uh, affi affidavits didn't conclude anything. There was some stuff in here that I had a trial once, a similar trial with uh, Midland. And they argued uh, that their documents, similar to this case, were enough to show ownership, even though in that case, the affiant actually died before it went to court. So there was nobody testifying as to what her uh, out-of-court statement was saying. And that's why the court... When it doesn't see enough, a good, smart court, court of appeals generally are, are intellectual, they held in favor of Miss Green uh, because she asserted, own, because the ownership of the death was in such question that there was no standing. You must produce each and every assignment plus each and every specific debt. Even if she had lost the standing issue, the court said PRA failed to take any reasonable steps, here's a good thing, to substantiate the accuracy and validity of the debt and did not provide any meaningful accounting to explain how Green's debt was assigned. In other words, they did not validate the debt. So folks, you see all the videos I, I talk about with validation. My most recent one was five minutes, Do pro just trust me, I've set this letter up after 30 years to, frankly, to trick them into doing the wrong thing, and it doesn't take much effort. If they do the right thing with that letter, everybody is happy. But I'm not tricking them, and they're just going to be themselves. But the court made an issue of that, saying they didn't validate. So not only are they wrong to not validate, her counterclaim where she sued them under the FDCPA, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, was re, was it, it was a resurrected, whereas the court in the trial court had dismissed it. So now she's got money coming her way. Interestingly, in the footnotes, the court cited that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau is going after PRA just for this reasons. And indeed, I pulled some work, and I'll put this on my membership website. Just in March 2023. CFPB orders repeat offender portfolio recovery associates to pay more than $24 million for continued illegal debt collection practice and consumer reporting violations. So, the court is well aware, as you all should be, that PRA is up to no good here. Um, it was all about the validation. It was all about lack of standing. That is my mantra. Tear apart their documents. Look how they have standing. Have they validated the debt? I've got everything on my membership website to put you at ease, to win these cases. It should not go as far as, as this one did as far as an appeal. But you, it, it happens to me. You run into a judge where I've literally 
painstakingly put pink sticky notes on every aspect of the case in the chain of title and the judge goes well but he owes the debt I swear that's sometimes the question that gets asked it's maddening that that person's on the bench uh, and I have to work so hard to show that 2 plus 2 equals 4 and she sees 56 but that's why appeals courts are there this appeal court document is revolutionary for your pursuit of justice. I thank Steve Lato for providing this eye-opening landmark decision to my attention. I now give it to you. It'll be on my membership website, the actual opinion, my show notes, and the CFPB opinion going after PRA. It's just so timely that I just did how to beat PRA. And Steve, who's I'm glad it's in my life. He's a, also a good author. I think he's got 12 books. I met him. He wrote a book called The Lemon Law Bible. And it's just, just it was just great in the state we were in because it, it got rid of all the myths of everything about lemon law. And people love this lemon law Bible. You should see if you can find a copy. But um, I'll make sure you get copies of all that I'm talking about today. I hope I didn't talk too much, but this, I just had to get this on the air. And I thank you very much. I hope this helps. Don't be afraid to reach out to me if you need help. Uh, subscribe, like, love, UBU. It's all great. Thank you.